podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Veteran boxing? Am I allowed to call you a veteran, Mark? Yeah, I think someone last night was talking about Louis Ortiz as a middle-aged Southport, and I thought, actually, that's me. Yeah, yeah. Because um, <laughs> I, I was thinking about it this morning, I was thinking, is Mark I'm just a veteran? tired. <laughs> yeah, at, one, at what point do you become a grizzled writer? Because you go from that veteran to grizzled. I think I was born grizzled. <laughs> I was grizzled inside from the start. And I think the strange thing with boxing is when you work in it for a, a long time, or on and off, yeah, eventually you will become cynical about certain elements uh, yeah. of the game and, and it will, will get to you whereas a lot of people early on in their 20s very fresh faced idealistic about it uh, and, and then that will change because there isn't a huge amount of money there's no pots of gold in boxing but you know no, some only for very few only for a very few yeah very few so last night was obviously the uh, WBC and lineal depending on your views on that I'm with the lineal I, I was with the lineal okay. just, just because I, I thought it wasn't one of these lineals where someone's been cooped up in Havana for six years you know yeah. it's only it's only three years yeah. isn't it? it's three years so you can you can go with the lineal I think I, could, I wouldn't argue the toss too much I have been having some chats online I, they did announce him second as well they did announce him second which was interesting I was of the opinion that he's not lineal he retired twice and it had been close to three years where he hadn't boxed and I was of the opinion that if we're letting people retire and keep the lineage, then Lennox Lewis is still the champion. Mm. But again, it's one of those things I just wouldn't argue about too much. Like no. pound for pound, it's not something to argue about too it's much. It's so subjective, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's just one of those things. So in terms of the, the fight itself, how did, you, how did you feel the fight went? Yeah, I mean, when I did my prediction, I, I kind of agonised about it because we didn't know how much Fury had got left. He'd obviously been out for so long. I didn't think two fights was enough, particularly against that level of opposition. We didn't know a great deal about Ben Davison as a trainer. No. Effectively, we felt he was self-trained. And when I sort of rationalised it, I thought he, he's way above anything that Wilder sport before. Mm-hmm. And if he's, you know, if he's still got the legs, you know, he's going to be in a points lead. And then it's whether Wilder catches him late on. Yeah. And if he survives, it's whether he gets the nod. Yeah. And that's kind of how it played out. Yeah. I think it was a little bit of surprise how simple it was at times. I think in the first four rounds, I gave uh, Wilder the second, a little bit by default. Um, obviously, he won the ninth through the knockdown yeah. and the twelfth uh, as well. But I didn't, I couldn't really give him much else because Fury was outboxing him and Wilder was pot shotting and, and missing. And so for me, I had it one fifteen, one eleven for for Fury. Um, but in the, when it went to the cards, you know, I was kind of expecting a split for Wilder or a draw because that's the business, unfortunately. Yeah. What about you? How did I, you have it? I scored it. I was scoring for below the belt, and I had it one thirteen all. Uh, I had it a draw, the same as uh, Judge Phil Edwards, the British judge. Um, I gave round two, round four, I think round seven, nine and twelve, the two knockdown rounds. I had it seven rounds to five, seven rounds to five for uh, Tyson Fury, but the two knockdown swing in it for making it a draw. Um, 
115-111 card for Wilder was absolutely outrageous. Well, that's from uh, Alejandro Rochin, and he, he gave the first four rounds to Wilder. And, you know, I, I think even the most sort of sceptical, you know, anti-Fury sort of uh, leaning person yeah. probably would have scored two for Fury. Yeah. The four, you yeah. know, that, that, is a, that is a card that I know, knowing the WBC sort of... Uh, you know uh, their scoring I know, criteria I know, really I know well. the guys, the head of the WC yeah. judges, I know they will look at that card. Yeah. Uh, and in fairness also, when you have the three judges and one card is way off, mm. they actually, I know fight fans don't think this, but they do feel a sense of shame and they do feel quite under pressure. Yeah. It's not... No one wants to look like the, the, the odd one out. Yeah. Equally, I felt Phil Edwards overcompensated a bit like Larry O'Connell yeah. did in the, the, the first Lewis Holyfield fight, where you kind of go the other way because yeah. you don't want to seem partisan. Um, but you know, I, I just, I just think more than the draw, it was that card. You just thought, oh, that's that's not a good one. It was the CJ Ross card, wasn't it? There's, <laughs> there's, there's one. There's a bird. There's a Ross. There's, there's yeah. always one. Yeah. And of course, it leads to the money spinning rematch. And now that fight has far more selling value. Yeah. Now you can T-Mobile Arena that or something in Vegas. You know. Yeah. You, you know, you, you can get a casino behind that. That you know, Fury's handled himself well. He's got a compelling story. Um, some people might say there's been a selective mor- morality about the drug tests and yeah. things like that. Yeah. That is something we we do see in English boxing where you'll get. Billy Joe Saunders, Kid Galahad, everyone is innocent, whereas yeah. if it's anyone, David Price has thought they're all guilty, they're all scum. Yeah. The, the truth is somewhere in between. Yeah. Um, but, you know, for me, I think the Fury story is an incredible one. You know, he, he has brought himself back from the brink, and um, it's great to see. And I, I think equally, you've got to give credit to Wilder because he wasn't in that fight at all, and yet he still almost scored. An iconic 12th round knockout, which it would have been, because yeah. it was behind on you know the cards yeah. going into that final round, and to have scored a devastating knockout when you need it is the measure of, of a great champion. I think you can say of a champion, I think he's, yeah. he's got a great heart. I mean, that's yeah. the thing that people, people go on the power, but the guy wins... Or, or draw from losing situations yeah. so he bails himself out that's not me kind of uh, letting out air like a game of Thrones <laughs> dragon we're actually in a coffee shop at the moment but, uh, <laughs> times are tough <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah it's um yeah so I, I think his heart is absolutely incredible the way that he'll find a way to win in fights you know even guys against like Molina and Duhakis who are not great fighters Spilker He's been losing or struggling, and he'll find a way. Yeah, he very and much. And that is the measure of a good fighter. Absolutely, he, be- he believes in himself. His conditioning is excellent, although he's very fast. He's you know? very fast, and he believes in his power, and he believes in himself. He's not the best. He's, he's technically, technically, he's shocking at times. But he believes in himself, and he's got a good corner. They're very calm. Um, a lot of wisdom in that corner. Absolutely, you know, two-time world champion Mark Williams in that corner, obviously. We were talking about Ben Davison a minute ago. We were talking about um, being a trainer and being a corner man. And on the last podcast, I almost I called Ben Davison a PE teacher. Mm. Yes, he's got him in fantastic shape, but how are we going to see him in a corner? How are we going to see how good he is? And last night, I was really impressed with him. I just thought he was calm, he was clear, his instructions yeah. were good. 
Um, I don't like it when, when trainers say things like, make it a fight, make it tough. I like it when they're technical, when they give, tell them what exactly to do, what they're doing right and what they're doing wrong. And Davison did that. Um, very, very impressive performance by him, I thought. It's quite a relaxing presence, I think, in the corner. Mm. And, um, and him and Tyson seem to gel, and you know with any, any walk of life, whatever job you do, if you find people that it just works with, mm. it just works. Mm. And it does seem to work. And you know, what I was wondering, is this going to be another, with due respect, Paddy Fitzpatrick moment where you've got a guy coming in at the last moment? Yeah. But it seemed more than that. You know, it, it, it seemed to work. And they have a bond. They, they do. They do have a bond, and I think they'll only be sort of stronger. Because mm. it was a moral victory, really, with Tyson, to be honest. It was. And it that's was. the way he acted afterwards. He did. He, and the thing was, I think in his mind, no matter what what happened, win, lose, or draw, he saw it as a success to get back to where he was, back at the very top of the sport. Um, you know, in the biggest, probably arguably biggest fight of the year, even though it wasn't in a Wembley Stadium, the feel of it, the feel of it in the build-up to it during the week and on fight night, everybody was there. It was a who's who, wasn't it? Everybody it's was most meaningful heavyweight fight. And it's interesting, I mean, where do we rank Joshua now? Because, I mean, we, we obviously do get the... The Joshua brainwashing to a degree because you yeah. know he is the, the the media trained Team GB Olympic gold boy, isn't it? And, and you, he is a marmite person for for most. Your average casual fan loves him. Yeah. Your average old deer on the street loves him. Yeah. Your hardcore bloke watching super flyweight videos in a dark room <laughs> at three o'clock in the morning with like a maker's mark draining it away. He hates him. You yeah. Know? Um, so, so how would you rank? The truth is somewhere in between. It's just. It's, it's difficult, isn't it? Because it's like Wild and Fury have both taken that choice and that gamble, yeah. and they made the fight happen quickly. Yeah. Now I believe AJ wants to fight, but what the, one? The, sorry, the Wild uh, fight. Uh, the Wild fight, um, and I think he would fight Fury as well. But it's the people around him mm. that want control. Hundred percent. I, I don't think they fancy a Fury fight at all no. because Fury can out can outbox. Joshua all day long you know, and, and I think they don't fancy it but they think with Wilder in a shootout but you know what I saw a lot last night I think I wouldn't be I wouldn't be that you know I think if, if, you know, if Wilder can hurt Joshua for sure if you can hurt Fury and, and, and you know it's, it's not the easy fight no. they think he is no. he looks awful Wilder yeah. He isn't awful he's not awful at all no. I thought for some time that I agree with you that Team Joshua, not so much Anthony Joshua. I don't feel, I don't think top fighters are scared of each other at all. I no, just don't think not. it exists. No. Um, but I think the Team Joshua have not wanted the Wilder fight for some time. Um, I still believe that. I would actually fancy Wilder to beat him. I just think he just, he, Joshua can be hit and he can be hurt. His defense isn't the best. And I would fancy Wilder to beat him. I would probably fancy Fury to beat him as well. The problem with ranking Wilder above Joshua at this time and Fury is that they both just haven't done enough yet, whereas Joshua has been just ticking along. He's not beaten every. He's not beaten a He's had a good who. resume, though. It's not been a murderer's but, row. But, but, you know, but, you know, you look at Parker and you look at Povotkin, that, mm. that is... Parker, Povotkin, Klitschko, yep. attack him to a lesser degree. It's a solid bo- solid body of work. Yeah. If you go for Wilder, his best, you know, his best win is... Louis Ortiz. Is Ortiz, and his yeah. best other result is, is the draw last night. Yeah. So just not enough depth there, is there? You've got the Stavernes and the Molinas, all these people. There's not a lot there. Fury, Klitschko. When you go past Klitschko, you're onto the Del Boy wins. Yeah. Christian Hammer, not a the lot taxi there. driver. I was talking well, to earlier was saying John McDermott was one of his best wins. Yeah, you know, I found myself watching that second fight the other You know, day. and uh, and you know, it's, and the, it's, but the Christian Hammer fight was changed for no contest because of the drugs. Yeah, yeah. So you almost have to discount that. Yeah. You know, like we 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 fall in love with the story in terms of Tyson Fury, but. 
we have we're guilty of forgetting that he was found guilty of you know he's a convicted drug cheat if you like and well it's, it's one of one of those ones is that they always argue about you know the taking and I mean that there are some ones where you raise an eyebrow and other ones like this where I just I just don't know I yeah. mean it's 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 one of those things that there are a lot of borderline things yeah. that people take there's a few things that I can't say on here of yeah. certain people that I know are taking and yeah. I know have taken with great success mm-hmm. and maybe that will come out one day yeah. but um, you know I, I think it's probably more widespread than, than we believe yeah. and you know you do get some people with a more high ground I, I take issue with the all the British guys are, are, are great and, they've, all you know, they've, all, they've all got an excuse yeah. just thinking well maybe there is an excuse for Irving yeah. Tepper and Tony Thompson yeah. maybe Tony Thompson took too much Viagra or something yeah. you know <laughs> that was what it was you know you don't know no you, you just don't, don't know. know and uh, so do you think rematch is next? I think it has to be. I think it makes financial sense. It depends where it is, you know. Yeah. And I think ultimately, money does talk. I'd love to see it in England, but I think if 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 Vegas comes in, I think Vegas is is kind of a nice halfway because it's 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 different from it's out of California. Yeah, and different I, judges. And, and I, I I I think that Tyson would 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 feel there's something a bit different there. Um, and I think that, I think it's something that he would. Um, yeah, just something a little bit of variety, and ultimately, if they pay the money, that's that's what it's about. But yeah. they both, n- neither of them look gutted at the end. They both think they saw the dollar signs, you yeah. know. Yeah, Wilder. Uh, sorry, Fury shook his head a little bit, but he didn't seem. He wasn't crying robbery, was he? Neither of them were really. Yeah, crying. I mean, I, I think robbery. I mean, I hate the word robbery. I think robbery would, become very would, would be strong. I, I said the decision left me feeling sour. I was disappointed with it. I thought Fury won. Um, <laughs> I, I take issue with. Any card for Wilder, but a wide card for Wilder, especially. I agree. Um, but I think part of it is also we're so jaded. I mean, there, there were rounds, you know, as with the Klitschko fight, where not a great deal is happening. No. So depending what your vantage point is at the ring, in the ring, you know, the, the, you, yeah. you know, people do see it, do see it differently. But I know the judges themselves, when you have the group of three. They hate to have deviation from each other, so they they feel awkward and a bit of shame. They, they don't people don't realise they are actually under scrutiny for what they do. People think they just do it and no one cares. That's it. They they, they will get, you know, they will get it analysed. They will get certain scorecards be asked to explain things. You know, and, and people will be withdrawn from certain jobs. I mean, if, if you look at CJ Ross Adelaide, but they were all pulled out of those those, those, those assignments and things. So. Um, you do get you do get people to choose what judges you're happy with, and, and sometimes there's a certain name that comes up. And in England, there's certain judges where I know they're going to score it a certain way. <laughs> and um, yeah, I mean Phil Edwards is an interesting one because I, I think he's a fair judge, but I think he is someone that often does see it differently. Yeah, you know Eubank Saunders, uh, whatever you think of that, he was the guy that saw for Eubank, which yeah. was obviously not the commonly held opinion. Yeah. His one card will always be a bit different. He yeah. kind of appreciates different things. Yeah. So when he, you know, I knew it was him. His judging card. I wasn't expecting a regular card. No, I agree. Nothing untoward, but just no. I, I, he just he does see it a little bit differently. So just in terms of the undercard, Louis Ortiz boxing undercard, he stopped uh, Travis Kaufman in the last round. What do you think it was it was a it was a horrible fight where I, I think Ortiz maybe was keeping him up just to get the rounds, you know, because he'd been out for so long. Obviously, he's going to be there, thereabouts. He's got a name. Um, do I think he's a threat to Wilder in a rematch? No. 
Do I think he's a threat to Fury? No. Do I think he's a threat to Joshua? No. So I, I don't. I think he's he's past it now. I, yeah, I agree. He, he really doesn't have, slow. and he doesn't have the engine for it. And he was against no. the limited guy last no. night. And he really it, should have got him out of there by halfway. It, 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 it looked it looked poor. Joe Joyce was more impressive. Obviously, Joe Joyce wasn't up against much. He is hittable, but yeah. he, he he's, got buzz, he's, didn't he? he? He did. He's so heavy-handed though. Mm. People like Dave Allen who sparred with him just said he's horrible. Mm. You know, he's big. He's powerful. He's got a fudding jab. He's constantly moving. That's he's what a, always he's, puts he's me a off. bit Foreman-esque in his kind yeah. of physique. Yeah. I, 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 he doesn't have that power, but he does have a lot of power. He's constantly moving his his upper body. Um, Joe Joyce. He's constantly moving his head. He's constantly moving his hands. Even if he's not throwing punches, the hands are always moving. And I, and I remember just watching against Lemroy Thomas and thinking, "Oh God, you must be a nightmare to box." Uh, oh, I, I, I think you, you, you know, you you give him a chance with any of those guys. I'm yeah. not saying necessarily win, but they're not going to come out unscarred. I, I think he's a threat, and we've got a whole wave of these guys coming through. You've got Herjovic, the, the the Croatian. Yeah. He's I'm very big on. Yeah. There's a guy I'm quite interested about. Um, called Ditchko okay. and he's a guy that lost to Joe Joyce and uh, Joshua in the semi-finals in the Olympics and he's in the same camp as Daniel Yulusinov he's out in Miami and he's just a 6 foot 9 Kazakhstan puncher bald headed <laughs> guy you know and he banged out the shell of Maurice Harris in one round but you know he's an interesting one as well he's a guy that's definitely going to be top 10 as well, probably in a, a year or two, and he's in five first-round wins and seven fights. And they find it difficult to match him. He's just, and he, he, he's actually well-schooled for a big man. He's got a little bit to him, uh, you know. So he's an interesting one as well. And uh, with Joshua, I don't, don't think we're going to get a long career from Fury. It's just not who he is in no. life. No. But in Joshua, of all the big three, I guess he's the guy that we see doing this for a long time. Yeah. For him to be considered uh, a great fighter, which is a long way off mm-hmm. at this point, mm-hmm. you know, he's not, he can't even see Lennox Lewis at this point. No. Um, you know, he has got to go through these wave of Olympians and contenders like Lennox did, where you beat this mini generation, you beat this mini generation. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's going to be great to see those guys come through with their stories because a lot of the people at the top, you know, they're all the Pavotkins, the Ortises, they're old, we you know, to, they're, yeah. they're, they've all got a little bit of a sketchy past as mm. well. And so I'm looking forward to seeing the Joyce's, Ridgevich and Dishko and people like that come through. It's a division, the, the top 10, you look at it, it's not the strongest, I, you know. It's, it's the weakest division boxing. Thank you. I was just about to say that it is the weakest division in the sport. Due respect to Dillian White, you know, I mean, I mean, he, and he is done tremendously well. I think, he has, and, and he's been yeah. marketed Brilliant. to be a pay-per-view fighter. I mean, that's yeah. basically like Gary Mason being, God bless him, being a pay-per-view fighter. Now. And Gary Mason's a better fighter than Dillian yeah. White. Was. He's about that. He's a he's a good kind of. He's a good. He's a good top, old European. Yeah, level. he's a European you know, level. He's kind of like the sweet Dean Williams or something of yeah. now. He's around about that level, but the, the, the quality has gone down. Yeah, and, and he's up there. I think Mark Tibbs has done a very good job with him now. He's added a real good boxing element, and I think when he fights Joshua, which inevitably is going to happen absolutely, in April, absolutely. Um, then it's not an easy fight for Joshua because he will get under Joshua's skin and Joshua said to me and others he does not like fighting the smaller guys he doesn't no. like punching down right. so when he's against the sort of the, the Kavotkins or the Whites he feels that he, he struggles right yeah you... whereas you know when you're sort of punching you know eye to eye with a fury or a wilder mm. he prefers that so um, 
in terms of you just just as we're talking about Dylan White, just off the top of your head, who you fancy him to beat Chisora quite comfortably at the end of the month? I thought Delboy nicked it last time. Yeah. Um, it, 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 it depends. You know, obviously Dillian White can win the fight fairly easily mm-hmm. if he boxes intelligently. You know, if 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 you if you don't have a round with Delboy. You know, you're not drawn into a round, mm-hmm. and that's not easy when you've got the sort of South London, North London machismo on the line. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you can win. You know, he's quite straightforward, Del Boy. But uh, I think I think it's more likely to be another war. And you 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 just say white is fresher, I guess. I agree. You know, yeah. you know, and he, I think the white win, though he was lucky on. You know, knockdown call and stuff like that. The white win over Parker was very impressive. You know, to, to actually step up. Someone said to you. White was going to beat some of the people he had, you know. Mm. You know, he, he's he's really done well. So I, I would give the edge to White. I'm sentimentally, I'd love to see Del Boy because he's from my hood. Yes, um, <laughs> but yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a good fight for the casual fans. But yeah, you'd think he gets through that, and then April, it's going to be either Big Baby or, or Dillian. Obviously, you'd think yeah. Dillian. Dillian's an easy one to do, and Dillian will capture the imagination. Absolutely. There was enough in the first fight. He goes to the body. White as he did in the first fight, he strangely neglected that after after hurting, mm. and, and it's intriguing because Dillian has got better since then. Yeah, he absolutely has. I I was quite impressed with White in the first fight, but he just never really capitalised on buzzing Joshua in the in the in the second round. Um, as we're talking about December twenty second, quick prediction on Frampton and Warrington. I think it's fair <laughs> we give both shows some time. Yeah, well, I mean, if you're given the choice of buying pay per view, you buy Frampton Warrington. I was speaking to my Japanese contact and, and, and you know, he was over recently and I was saying oh you know we have both pay-per-views what would you buy and he just more fan to Morrington obviously it's the white, fight, white, you know, that, for him it was he has no, not real interest in, in Chisora White I think Frampton's got enough left but I think Warrington's a live dog. I think this is a close fight. Warrington is yep. much better than people think. Yep. And I, but I just think the mastery of distance that, that Frampton has, I think he's got just enough to yeah. see himself home. It's very, very tough fight. Just to enough. Yeah, I think he's he's been very smart, Frampton, by lowering the sparring down and trying to long out his career as long as possible. Him and Jamie Moore have looked quite good together. Yeah, I think uh, so. I think he was quite good against... After the difficult first fight, I think yeah. they... They gelled well. Yeah. Personalities a good mix, I think. Yeah, and he, I think he did too much sparring before Frampton. Mm. Was leaving a lot in those spars. Yeah. But frankly, you can't underestimate what a talent Frampton is. Yeah. You know, his mastery of distance, boxing. You know, everything about it, he's a class act. Yeah. You know, and sentimentally, it's, it'd be nice to see him do that. But I think the Warrington story is great. I think it's another guy who's got. Everything out of what he has, yeah. you know, and he's a real, it's a great credit, you know, to City of Leeds. He yeah. really is. Yeah, he really, he's done fantastically well. He's one of those for him to beat Lee Selby, you know, would have surprised. Which I thought, which I thought he would, to be honest, simply, yeah. simply because Selby was, you know, tight at the weight and treading, treading. for a long time, and he'd had a lot of personal stuff, there's stuff that going on with Andrew, and of course, other things in the family. Yeah. So um, I'll be happy to see Selby, you know, back in, uh, back in at hopefully lightweight. I think they were saying he was going to go up. Yeah. To so you know, he's certainly got the uh, the height and the reach for yeah, it. Absolutely. Yeah. He may not. He may not have the power. Right? He didn't have the power at featherweight, so it doesn't really matter either way with the power. Um, yeah. I'd like to see Lee Selby back in. I would probably just fancy Warrington. I just think he's that little bit fresh. Yeah, I think it's fair. Yeah. yeah. It's, I, I think it really is one of those ones where it's going to be to the wire. Yeah. 
it's a close close decision could be controversy again the only disappointment for me is that uh, it's not for the WBO title as well I thought Oscar Valdez perhaps, perhaps would vacate and perhaps it would be a unification of sorts but because um, obviously WBO and top rank you know have a very close relationship you're not going to get a top rank WBO champion stripped easily no and in fairness Valdez has worked hard for that and yeah and he's not been out that long I no. think it's March wasn't it when he's in training now so so it's only right I was just I would I was just the, the romantic in me for oh I hope this is unification British I think, and, I think Valdez would if, if there's a clear cut winner in the Warrington Phantom fight I think Valdez is, is keen he'll take it to, yeah. to do that and I, I think it's a, it's a great match and there's not many fights left for Frampton and I think with Frampton it's going to be one of those someone is in the right place at the right time yeah and that's what's going to happen yeah it's a, it's a fascinating fight it's such a shame that they're both on the same night I'm really annoyed about that I'll probably end up buying both of them <laughs> and just switching channels it really is my, my advice would be to be by Frampton Warrington yeah. just wait wait for the the, the, the repeat of yeah. Warrington um, sorry uh, the White Chisora, White Chisora White, the next yeah. week because one where Sky are good the week afterwards it's on demand you download it yeah, so I, 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 fair play to them I think that's a nice little second wave of people getting it you know uh, rather than it just disappearing off the planet absolutely and last night was also uh, the lineal light heavyweight title mm. decided also Adonis Stevenson finally lost against the nail yeah yes finally lost the, the, light, the lineal light heavyweight title against the nail uh, Gavotic um 11th round knockout and it seems like he's got to go to the hospital afterwards yeah so obviously our best wishes to him because you know it's he, he, I mean he, he's a, he has been an excellent fighter I mean at the same time he hasn't had mandatories forced upon him no and you know you do feel that there was a better career there he's been yeah. very safety safety in Canada yeah and he's got a few few sort of nice close decisions or draws you know yeah. things and um, but ultimately Vosdick was just a little bit too fresh, too fresh. and I, I think it's been Stevenson hurt him Vosdick was, was fresh enough that he recovered yeah. and then the way Vosdick just took him out in the 11th was, was very impressive and um, you know it, it's the, the the Ukrainian takeover is complete now with Usyk yeah. as well and Lomachenko and it's interesting just this is going to become the norm with elite amateur boxers from certain nations we, we're doing obviously every um year in Boxing Monthly we analyse the sort of top 10 yeah. uh, British and uh, Irish and top 10 overseas prospects right. or different people to look at and what you're seeing is all the amateurs from certain nations showing and you've got this wave of Uzbeks coming yeah. through and you know that the thing is they can bang yeah. but they're so skillful as well and they're yeah. busy yeah. And, and you know they're hard men you know I mean they, 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 there's, there's so much and you've got the casualties as well and so you're going to get all of them and a lot of them are based in places like California or based in you know sort of Brooklyn or whatever really technically they're, sound they're, fights yeah they're going to take take the baton on from the Ukrainians so yeah. you're going to get a lot of the Eastern Europeans sort of you know taking over a lot of these titles it's right? an interesting division now like heavyweight isn't it you've got Bivol Baturbiev you've got Gavotnik now and uh, who's the WBO champion oh Alvarez uh, leader Alvarez yeah I mean Alvarez is the intriguing one you yeah know? he's the intriguing one because he, 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 he did look good taking out um, Kovalev. Kovalev I know yeah. Kovalev obviously wasn't quite the same but no. it's still impressive um, 
And Kovalev looked decent that night. It was just he got caught with a shot. And, you know. as, as you do, and I, I think with, with, with Bivol wasn't that impressive against Pascal. No. But Terbiev obviously, you know, got got shaken by Johnson. Yeah. I mean, it's a wide open decision, a division. I, I wanted that to be my Super Series, and yes, with, I with my man Badu Jack in, of course. Absolutely, um, love Badu Jack. You know, and you you could you could throw in a Callum Johnson style danger yes. man a year and a half's time. You're throwing a Joshua Boazzi, you know, Anthony Yard perhaps. Yeah. Or is it too early? It's far too early, isn't it? I think it's, it's strange with Yard because with Yard and Conor Ben, we are critical of them, but their amateur experience is completely negligible. Yeah. So they are, they're not on the level playing field, but equally we're not the person that's saying they're world rated. Exactly. You know, uh, Yard's rated by WBO fortuitously on the back of nothing yeah. and, and, and Conor Ben scarily is WBA number 10. Yeah, that is Now can you imagine... Pacquiao defending even a shot Pacquiao yeah. against Conor Ben horrific yeah. I look at Conor Ben and I think I don't even look at him as a welterweight he just looks too small for me to be a welterweight but I think he's, he's, he's not he's quite tight at the weight and I would him at any sort of world level is ridiculous yeah, I, don't want to see the, I don't want to see the kid get hurt no. I, I, I just think he, he needs to be he's to me he's an old down. style southern area quality fight at the moment Yeah, let him learn his trade a bit yeah. uh, I mean you know, he's, Johnny Garson a year from now yeah, he's not, ready for, he's not ready for Johnny no. Garton. No. no. Johnny Garton's a good fighter. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, he's, he's still, you know, but it's dangerous. I mean, whatever you think of Josh Kelly, and Josh Kelly is, is a big talent. Josh yeah. Kelly's WBA number 11, and, and, and Conor Ben's W number 10. There's no way Conor Ben beats Josh Kelly no. on earth. No, it's, it's, it's so... It's, it's the WBA ratings for me. Guillermo Jones is still rated somewhere, isn't he? In heavyweight. Though. Yeah. Some of the ratings are just shameful. And that's just the, but that seems to be the pattern now with these young prospects. Instead of going through southern area, central area, whatever kind of title, going the domestic route now, guys like Conor Ben and Josh Kelly, they're picking up these continental Europe WBO Europeans. They seem to be going that route instead, and therefore picking up these rankings. Which is dangerous. For yeah, them. exactly. I mean, someone yeah. like Josh Kelly um, isn't too far away. No. I mean, Avnissian is, is a good step up for him. Yeah. But he's not too far away. And uh, but but someone like Conor Ben is is, is such a domestic talent. And I, I, my gripe with Sky is that they hammered Yanusinov for you know you know for a decent performance against a limited guy. I hammered him, and yeah. yet Conor Ben, you know. Will, will, they were talking about the potential world champion who's knocking out novices and yeah. it, it, that does not help the kid no he's just gone life and death does not help the kid you know no. help don't don't ruin the kid's career no. you know he almost needs to be given the, the Dave Allen treatment if you like taking away these really really hard fights that Dave Allen had match him at his level he'll have really fun fights he'll make plenty of money Conor Ben don't put him into something he's not ready for you know and that's kind of my issue with Anthony Yard as well is that he doesn't have much of an amateur career but they're talking about him like everybody's ducking him, like he's the most avoided guy at light heavyweight. He's clearly not ready for it. Don't rush him. It's a dangerous sport. But, you know, the whole thing is when people say they're ducking you, I mean, if someone offers you a packet of Maltesers to fight someone, you're yeah. going to say no. And it's yeah. like, oh, we didn't want to fight him. And it's like, yeah, full packet of Maltesers. And yeah. It is a classic talent to say we offered them the fight. Yeah. And it's just like, you know... Equally, no fighter likes to be undervalued, and um, I don't think he's anywhere sort of near it, you know, yet, anywhere near it. Of course, he was meant to fight at the weekend, and yeah. the opponent sort of pulled out, but, you know, it's, 
I think when they hype these people, it, it opens them to criticism. Absolutely, yeah. And I actually think Yard is, is, is decent, but I don't know what his level is. I, I don't see him as a, as a greater level than a Mark Prince in the past or something like that. I think it's a very similar sort of level. Yeah. Like a roundabout, uh, a world title, fringe world title contender. But Possibly no more. Than a regular, a, a, a W, or the WBA gold. We've got that one now, so perhaps Anthony Yard can get his hands on that one. Uh, I mean, do you know what? I mean, it's one of the things I hate about boxing is that when you think that Gilberto Mendoza came out and said, "Well, after you had the WBA interim regular and super title all within a fortnight at middleweight yeah. a few years ago, and, and, and he said, "Oh, I'm not. You know, we're going to get rid of them." Yeah, they just stealthily. They, they have a few less interims, but they're still there, and the gold turns up. And, yeah, the thing is, you have Rocky Fielding at a great achievement beating Zoiga, and you obviously have a chance of a lifetime against Canelo, but is he the world champion or, or is Callum Smith? And clearly, Callum Smith is the world champion. Absolutely. You know, on on the, not even withstanding the result between them, but yeah. uh, who he's beaten and the pedigree of him. Absolutely. And so, but you know, Sky will tell us both are world champions. So, mm. so well, which is it? Yeah, exactly. exactly. So you, I don't think you, you have to say he's a title holder. I think you have to qualify it because mm. you can't. They're not both world champions. Yeah, exactly. I think Sky have a responsibility, and I've said this before, to educate their audience. They're getting so many new fans now in the boxing, which is brilliant, which we love. But they have a responsibility to educate them and teach them about things like lineal titles, things about things like what's a proper world title, the WBC, the IBF. You know, they have a, they have a responsibility to do that, and it's something they just don't take seriously enough. Boxing broadcasting is actually really quite worrying now because there's so many different platforms broadcasting it: Sky, BT, DAZN, ESPN Plus. And you listen to the commentary, and it's no matter what network you listen to, ESPN Plus is really bad. It's really bad, and it's always it's everyone has a dog in the fight now. Yeah, it's not like the '80s where they were happy regardless of the result. It's something that's really, really got. It's just getting worse and worse. And well, as a broadcaster, certainly as a journalist, you can't be supporting fighter A or fighter B. You no. have to have balance. You know, yeah. you have to give credit to certain people, and you can't. Some people, particularly people who come through the you know, non-traditional route, you know, pin their masks, you know, put, put, pin their sort of colours on the mask for one fighter. It's yeah. like that's not you no. can't you in if you if you are partisan to one fighter, you have no place calling the fight. No, you, no. you don't everyone has dark people their favourites to watch for yeah. instance. But equally, you know, you, you, you have to be honest. Yeah. Otherwise there's no point. Absolutely, otherwise you're wasting your time and the people that are following you. So, before the end of the year, we've got Rocky Fielding and Canelo, and we've got, obviously got the two pay-per-view cards that we're talking about. Rocky Fielding, any chance? No, no chance. But, I mean, I, I think I've, I've seen some quite derogatory sort of comments from certain elements of the US media. I don't think he's going to go three rounds. I, I think, I think with, with his size and his range, and the fact he's got a very good trainer, and Jamie Moore, I, I think he's going to... He'll have a game plan. Yeah, you know, you should go between six and nine. Yeah. And, Canelo's not and, a monster and, and, puncher. And Ken, Canelo will get to him, but you have to remember this is a, this is a very big super middleweight. Rocky Fielding can do light heavyweight oh, and, yeah. and compete. Yeah. And he's a he's he's a European level, a European yeah. fringe world level fighter at that weight. And Canelo isn't so. I, I think Canelo will look good doing it, and he'll, he'll overwhelm him. Yeah. Um, but once a lifetime opportunity. In, like Jason Wellborn, nice like take it, you know. Yeah. You know, you, as long as you give you give you all. Yeah, we didn't talk about Hurd and, and 
Heard and Wellborn last night. Um, Heard said afterwards that he was trying some things, and I believe him. I just felt like he was. It was a practice fight for him. He was just kind of. Just I, 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 I felt he knew he could win at any point in time. Yeah. You notice when he did get hurt. Hurt is a strong word. Buzzed. But when he did, get, when he did sort of get a little bit shone in, in that fourth, he he kind of like immediately cracked into life. Yeah. You know, and thought I'm going to get this guy out of here. Um, and yeah, well, but credit, but yeah. equally heard is huge at the weight. Yeah, I don't know how he makes it. Him and Char, him and Charlo, uh, uh, um, that has to happen, doesn't it? Charlo was in there and afterwards. He's happened soon. Heard said he wants another fight first, but that has to happen soon because Heard's going to outgrow the weight soon. I think Heard said he's got two more fights, so I think he'll. I forget who. who isn't Jay Watt Williams or something they were talking about? Oh, yeah. Something. And, Williams, and, and, yeah. and then, then, then Charlo. And, Charlo. And, then, and then I think Charlo, I mean, then he'll move up. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, with 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 Heard always looks poor early on. He's always a slow starter, but he always <laughs> kicks into gear. He's like that Terminator that just won't stop coming. Yeah. Um, so with the personalities, him and Charlo's a good fight, but Charlo's, as we know, they they are wind-up merchants but they should be superstars and they're not they're not you know and that's Al Heyman you know Absolutely. again sadly I, I'm, I'm always loath to criticise Al Heyman because he the fighters talk about him talk about him in such glowing terms yeah yeah they always talk about him in such glowing terms but it's he, he just doesn't he had such a fantastic opportunity with putting fighters on terrestrial TV in America CBS Fox and he's just not done it he's just not delivered for his fights in terms of making them stars um, you but, look at the sort of tranche of fights they've got next year with Furman and stuff like that. You've got all of these people, all these great that, fights, and they're all they're all against nobodies. That Leo yeah. Santa Cruz fight is an absolute outrage. Yeah, absolutely. He should be fighting Gary Russell Jr. They should be fighting each other. Well, Gary Russell Jr. is another guy that he should be a superstar. The guy is absolutely electric. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's so fast that you see someone like Frampton. You know. And they talk about people division. He will, he will wax lyrical about Gary Russell Jr. He knows how good he is. He's yeah. so fast. Yeah, the guy doesn't fight. Such a such a shame. I've, okay, I think that's enough. I think thirty-seven minutes for a half an episode is pretty good. Thank you very much, Mark. Great to be here. And uh, was this going to be the last one before Christmas? Maybe try and squeeze one more. Might in, but we'll see. One. If not, uh, happy Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate. Yeah. I hope you enjoy whatever it. Stay whatever, safe. Whatever your gadget, uh, whatever your yeah, whatever your thing is. Uh, thanks, Mark. Appreciate it. Thank you for your time, uh, and thank you everybody for listening. Take care. Sports Social Podcast Network.